0: Hey, if you just now join us, my name is Rhett. I'm the lead pastor here. It's an honor to have you join us today here at One Life Church. Hey, before we continue and get any started any further, can you do this? It's something we like to do at the start of every service is that I want to take a moment and welcome our online church podcast family. Come on, put your hands together and let them know you love them. We love you so much. Hey, listen, if you're listening to us right now, we just want to say thank you so much. You are our family. We miss you. We love you. And we cannot wait to see you soon. And hey, I've got some exciting news. If you're listening online or if you're even in this room, by the grace of God and thank God for the generosity, you are the most generous church on the planet. Can I just say that? Uh, Let me say this. We're excited about 2021 because because of your generosity in 2020, we were able to set aside money to invest into some equipment to go online with our worship services. When I'm saying right now we're podcast, which is audio only, but what we're going to be doing, hopefully starting in February. okay? we're we're working the equipment's starting to come in this month, but hopefully starting in February, we're going to be able to go online, which means video from wherever you are. You can tune into our One Life Church service. How exciting is that, everybody? Can Can I put your hands together for that? Yeah. And that's gonna be incredible because for those of you who are a family who are vulnerable right now and who cannot get out due to the pandemic that is happening, we just wanna tell you we're doing everything we can as a church to reach you and to create a service for you, for your family, for your friends, and honestly, for this valley. There's many of you who are sitting in this room today because of when the pandemic hit and everybody was forced to go online. you're here because of the videos that we were able to put up on the, uh, during the week. And, uh, and so we've not been able to do that because for those who don't know, that took me about 55 hours a week on my own in my own house <laughs> to put that together. <laughs> and so I'm not able to sustain that. But this year, because of your generosity, we're able to do that moving forward this year. So we're excited. We're really excited about that. And so my wife and I, we moved here in January of 2018, really with the goal of doing two things, just to love God, but to love people. To create a place where we can help you know God, not religion, not a church, but to know God relationally, to help you find freedom, freedom from your past. So you can see the significance of the future that God's called you to not only to find freedom, but in that process to discover your purpose, to discover your why, because there's two great days in your life. The first day is the day you were born. Aren't you glad that you were born? Everybody, the second greatest day of your life, we believe, is the day you discover why You were born. And we want to help you do that as a church and walk you through that process so that ultimately we can get you to the place to where your life is making a difference, not only in your own life and your family and your friends, but in the community and in the world. And so a part of the vision of our church was to do that and to invest in that. But also a part of our church was we wanted to manage things well and do things right and steward things well. Um, and so what I want to tell you is because of the stewardship and because of the finances and because of the generosity starting in 2021, not only are we able to go online, but you guys, I want to make a really cool, exciting announcement on this. This is really exciting. I don't know if you want me to draw this out or just get to the point. Uh, I, like to get, I like to draw it out a little bit. But we've had the vision to reach our community, to create a place for outreach, to create a place for leadership development, to create a place where we can pour into people, to have a place where we can have students gather outside of just what happens on a Sunday morning. And so by the grace of the Lord, for the last couple of months, I've just been in negotiations with uh, an office piece of property that's right here in the Caldwell, Napa area. And guys, guess what? We have our own church office complex right now. How cool is that? (laughs) Come on, throw a picture up. How cool is this? So I know it's not the greatest picture, but um, this is off of Ustick in Lake, I believe. The actual address is Eaton, but it's technically in Caldwell. And some people are like, well, Red, are we a Caldwell church or are we a Napa church? And the answer is we're a Treasure Valley church. We're a Jesus oh church. And so we meet right now in the, in the Nampa Civic Center because of the grace of the Lord and the favor that's here. But now during the week, starting in 2021, we have our own office space, you guys. We have 2,500 square feet in that office right there. Go to the next picture. This is the inside. Now, you'll look at it and you'll think, wow, that's our office. Great. That looks like there's a lot of work to be done. And the answer is yes. <laughs> um, we had an opportunity. This, this piece of uh, property is sat empty for three years. And so when I saw that there's 2,500 square feet, that's not all the pictures, there's more pictures to show on there, but as you can see, the the carpet needs to be updated. There's some things and walls that need to be knocked down and some lights that need to be replaced, but we got an incredible deal on this. And so this is gonna be our home office. And so over the next month or two, we're gonna be updating it with new flooring, uh, paint and knocking some walls down and stuff. So this is gonna be an incredible place for us to to meet, to do trainings, to have students, uh, to have a great time and to reach our community ways, and if you're excited about that, come on, can you put your hands together one more time and give Jesus some praise? (laughs) We can't fit all 275 of you in that building, okay? (laughs) Uh, but, but we're gonna do our best, and, and so it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, hey guys, we're a message note-taking church. We're starting a new series we're calling Reset. Um, if you haven't already done so, go pull out your smartphone, your dumb phone, whatever device you have. Go to olc.church, swipe down, hit the message note button. We are a message note-taking church. Why? Because I want you to learn something, but not only do I want you to learn something, I want you to have the tools that you need to go throughout the week, Monday through Saturday, and not just be a Sunday morning Christian. Come on, can I get a better amen, somebody? And so I want you to have these notes, put a lot of work and effort into it to help you. And so far we're seeing, man, we had 587 people. We don't have that many people go to our church, but somehow, some way we're having a ton of people go online and download the notes. And so I want to say thank you for that, because I honestly believe that it's going to help you. It's going to help you. So go ahead and do that. Y'all, I haven't preached live in a while, okay? So I'm pretty pumped today. I'm pretty excited, Um, but it may be a little bit of rough, a little bumpy start for me. So just bear with me and have the grace because I'm coming off of uh, crazy December, right? I mean, we just went back, well, I call it home to Alabama, but can I just tell you, can I just straight up tell you, like, I've never felt like Idaho, Idaho was more home than it is now. We had a great time in Alabama, but about the second or third day I was there, I was like, God, please take me back to Idaho. And when I got on the plane and got off the plane, I kissed the ground I said thank you God for calling me to the incredible state of Idaho I'm glad to be called an Idahoan and I'm thankful to be in this state man we are blessed we are blessed we are blessed and I'm just saying it's grateful and I'm believing you guys this year that 2021 honestly I believe it's it could possibly be the best year of your life if if it's the best year spiritually and that's important So when I was thinking through and kind of preparing a message and thinking about the new year, I thought about bringing something kind of fluffy and kind of fun, right? Because I like to have fun. You know, I was thinking some new year, new habits, new you, right? You know, they kind of go on with the cliches of the new year. But the more I thought about that and how I wanted that, and maybe you might even want that too, it started to dawn on me. That's not what we really need. What we really need is we need a reset. Everybody say reset. reset. We need a reset, not only from 2020, but from life. We need to reset spiritually in our soul. So if I were to sum up this entire message down into really one sentence, it would be, it's time to hit a reset. Come on, somebody, it's time to hit a reset. Try again. It's time to hit the reset. It's time to refocus. It's time to recenter. It's time to realign our lives to what's most important. And there's never been a better time than the opportunity that a new year affords us. It's a great time. And so, when I began to think about resets and what a reset does, is there anything more gratifying, you guys, than a reset button? Think about the things in your life, everyday life, that have a reset button. Think about your smartphone. Isn't it amazing that somehow as a smartphone, you keep it open for a while and your email, your text, or even your voicemail can get to lagging. And then all of a sudden it's like, my life cannot exist on this planet with the crazy chaos of this phone. I've got to hit a reset to refresh my phone. When I reset my phone, it's like the world, the stars, the universe comes into alignment and all is well again, right? Everything has a reset button now. I mean, like everything in your house has a reset button like your you're your, not your air conditioner it does have one I guarantee it I don't know where it is cuz I'm not a technician okay but maybe like your hair dryer or your vacuum even your house has a reset button what's it called it's called the breaker box right and have you ever had a bunch of guests over maybe you have a large family and you got the vacuum cleaner going in the living room you got somebody blow drying their hair in the bathroom and somebody's doing an, you know a load of laundry and then the appliances are running with the dishwasher what happens power goes out right why? Because the house is saying, there's a lot of crazy going on right now. I need a reset. Everybody say reset. reset. need a reset. The house even, tell you, it even tells you when it needs a reset. And the truth be told, I didn't even know a house had a reset button until our first home. Y'all, I grew, up, I grew up in apartments. And my reset button was, hey, call this number if anything breaks. <laughs> and the, you know, the custodian, the janitor, the, the maintenance man would come by and fix it. But Linda and I, in our first home, I'll never forget, we had an electric water heater. And kid you not, I'm not making this up. Electric water heat, heater wasn't working. So I was thinking, well, I guess I need to call an electrician because that's what you're supposed to do. So the electrician comes over and I tell him the problem. He walks over to this glorious, amazing gray box in my garage that I did not know existed. Pulls a clip, opens it. He looks into the "Well, Here's your problem right here. Water heater works. And he basically said, here's your sign. And he made me pay a $40 stupid tax. Anybody ever had a stupid tax before? I was like, bro, are you serious? You're really going to charge me $40 to hit a flip, you know, to flip a switch? He said, "Yep." I'm like, oh my God. So guess where I became best friends in my head? Anything that went out? I'm like, we're going to that breaker box, baby. I'm flipping all of them. I don't care if it doesn't work. We're going to at least try it before daddy pumps out $40. I'm stupid (laughs) to an electrician. Y'all pray for your pastor. I've gotten better a little since then. Do not ask me to help build your house. (laughs) (laughs) There is something satisfying about a reset button, isn't there? Wouldn't it be nice if like our lives had a reset button? Let me think about that for a second. I mean, when life gets crazy, it gets chaotic, husbands, when you open your mouth and say something, and then the moment it leaves your tongue, you're like, oh, dear God, where's the reset button? I wish I could take those words back. Come on, don't leave me alone up here on the island. I know this is happening in your house. It'd be so great to have a reset button. Oh, reset, didn't say it, right? It doesn't exist in our life, in our marriage, and our homes that way, but it would be so nice to have a reset button of life when things get crazy, chaotic, and especially like the year we had in 2020. The more I thought about reset, the more God was telling me in the Holy Spirit as I was praying, he said, Rhett, there is a reset button on life. Now, it may not change your circumstances, but it will change you through your circumstances. He said, there is a reset button. There's a spiritual reset button that if we'll apply it, if we'll engage it, it has the power to renew our spirit from the inside out. So I'm going to show you a story today from God's word. And this may surprise you. It may not even be what you think it is. But what we see in this story is that Jesus is giving his disciples the tools for a reset spiritually. And I'm gonna show it to you. Look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 through 18. It says, when they, referring to Jesus and his disciples, said when they came to the crowd, he said, a man approached Jesus and he knelt before him. He said, Lord, have mercy on me, he said. It goes on to say that he has seizures now, Have mercy on my son, excuse me, he said. He said, my son has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. Now I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And that's odd. Let me time out for a minute. That's odd that the disciples could not heal the boy because up until this point, Jesus gave the disciples the authority to heal the sick. He gave them the authority to do miracles in the name of Jesus. So something's up, something's missing. Something's missing. And check out what Jesus' response was. Look at this. And I want everybody to say this out loud. Oh, unbelieving and perverse. I'm going to say it again. Oh, unbelieving and perverse. Just those two words. One more time. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. Jesus said, you want to know why the boy wasn't healed? It's because there was two problems. The two problems that you need to reset on that you don't even recognize that you need a reset on is that you're unbelieving and you're perverse. He's talking to his disciples and he says, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And then it goes on to say, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and the boy was healed at that moment. So what's happening in this story? What I need you to see is that the disciples were walking out Christianity The disciples were hanging out with Jesus. The disciples were doing all things church, all things prayer, all things God, but something all of a sudden changed. Something was missing. Something wasn't right. Their prayers began to hit the ceiling, and they weren't effective anymore. And It took them by surprise because they they didn't mean to get there. They just all of a sudden kind of ended up there. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, isn't that true with us? I mean, it's like we go to church, we read God's word, we try to pray, but yet we're still struggling with things in life. We're like, I don't know what it is. And I'm just telling you, if there's something missing and you can't figure it out and you're still struggling with with what you're trying to, to get free from in your life and you're trying to do all the right things that are all the Christian things, I'm telling you, Jesus is trying to say, hey, there's something missing. Something's not working something's not happening here. And so Jesus, he identifies the problem by saying you're unbelieving and you're perverse. So as I began to think of those two words, I really wanted to define those and kind of get a deeper meaning of what they actually mean, because it's important to understand for where we're going today. And so in order to better understand, let's look at the word unbelieving. What was Jesus saying? He's saying, guys, you're not connected enough to me. You're not connected enough to me. In other words, you've become disconnected somehow, some way from the deep, intimate, faith-filled, life-giving, wonderful personal relationship that I wanna have with you. And because of that, the byproduct is now you've become a doubter. Like you love me, you know I exist. I mean, I'm standing right here in front of you, but you don't believe me or you don't believe what you're praying because here, here's the reality. It's like there's, the relationship has become disconnected. You're unbelieving. And I just want you to know, anytime there's a disconnect relationally with God or with people, there will always be doubt. There will always be less confidence. But then Jesus says, here's the second problem, that you're perverse. So you're unbelieving, you're not connected to God, but yet you're also perverse. In other words, now he's saying, hey, but you're also, you're just too connected to the world. Not only are you not connected to me in relationship as intimately as I want to be, but now you've allowed the world to come up so much in your life, the pride, the pollution, and the dilution of your soul. It's affected our relationship. And Not only has it affected our relationship, it's affected your influence that I want you to have in this world. And of course, like I said, Jesus just doesn't leave us there with a problem. He gives us the solution. And here it is, Matthew 17, 19 through 21. It says, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private says they were embarrassed. That's why they went to him in private. They were like, man, hey, Jesus, like uh, we're a little taken back by the fact that this didn't work, and so can you help us out? And so they said, why couldn't we drive it out? And he said, because, here's the point, they haven't connected the dots yet of this unbelieving and perverse. And so he replied, it's because you have so little faith. you, You have little faith. He goes on to say, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, or any problem that's too hard or too big in your life, in your family, in your marriage, you can say to any mountain, move from here to there, and it's going to move. In fact, nothing will be impossible for you. And then Jesus gives us the solution. He says, this kind does not go out except by, everybody say these two words, by prayer and fasting. The solution to the disconnect of unbelieving and perverse is prayer and fasting. This is the key ingredient for the reset. If you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, it has to be the best year spiritually. And the reset begins with prayer and fasting. Why? Because prayer, look at this, prayer connects us to God. Prayer is the solution, again, to the disconnect. Prayer is not about checking a box, prayer is about a relationship. The more you spend time with somebody, what happens? The more trust is built. When that trust is built, a relationship is built, the more time you spend with them, that trust, that confidence begins to rise, right? The same is true with God. The more you spend time with him in prayer. and prayer, what is that? It's just simply a conversation with God. When you invite him into every area of your life, throughout every part of your day, when you connect to God, trust is built. Your faith rises, your confidence rises, and you go from the problem of unbelieving back to believing. And all of us, let's be honest, including myself, we can get better in our prayer life. If it makes you feel any better, I honestly have to do a reset or a realignment in my prayer life at least six, nine, 10 times a year. And I'm a pastor, okay? So I get it, I'm preaching to myself this. Actually, this message is for me. If you don't get anything out of it today, I'm preaching to myself, okay? And so prayer not only connects us to God, That's important. But fasting, what does that do? Well, fasting disconnects us from the world. And very few of us understand fasting. A lot of us get prayer. Even people who aren't Christians, they understand prayer. But what's this fasting thing about? I mean, in my mind growing up, I honestly thought fasting was suffering for Jesus. Like, this is your punishment for having to serve God, go without food. I'm like, listen, Jesus is not trying to punish you. Jesus does not want you to suffer. Jesus wants you to disconnect from the world and connect with him in relationship. That's what Jesus wants, and that's what fasting is. Let me say it this way. Here's the simplest definition that I could come up with. it. Biblical fasting is eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose, It's a reset. Biblical fasting is eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose. It hits the reset button on our soul. It refreshes us. It renews us. It recenters us from the inside out. And it prepares us for the things that God wants to bring into our lives, the great things that God wants to bring into our lives throughout the year. And it's important. And I'm telling you, you're going to hear this throughout the entire day. 2021 will be your best year if It's your best year spiritually, and it begins with a reset. Everybody say reset. Reset. And this is why I'm convinced that the most important part, prayer and fasting, the most important part and thing we do as a church is 21 days of prayer and fasting. For some of you who are new to our church, you're probably unfamiliar with this, but every season of our church at the beginning of the year, we take 21 days and we set it aside to honor God. There's something about taking the first part of your year and tithing that to God. It has the power, according to scripture, to bless the rest. And I'm going to invite you to join me starting today, actually Today, through the 23rd, we're going to be meeting at the office, even though it needs updates. We're going to be meeting there at the office, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., everybody. You're like, dear Lord Jesus, 6 a.m.? Yeah, we mean meeting at 6 a.m., y'all, because I know you're up there. You don't have to be at work till 8 o'clock, so there you go. The excuse is gone. So come, hang out with us from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday. And let me tell you, it's not going to be weird. This is what it's going to look like. I'm basically going to welcome you just like I am now. I'm like, hey guys, welcome to 21 Days of Prayer. I want to share a quick scripture. We're going to throw on some music and then we're going to pray. And then at the end of that, there's going to be prayer guides and prayer journals. Actually, there's some prayer guides out at the Worship Guest Central this morning that you can have. You can go onto our website and get resources to as well. But we're just going to pray. We're going to seek the heart of God. Actually, we did this before we launched our church. Why do we do this? Like, we took 21 days and I led our team of 55 people through prayer and fasting. Because, can I just be honest with you? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not cool enough to do this. I need God. I am desperate for the power and the presence and the love and the power of Jesus Christ. And I cannot do this in my own strength. I will not do this in my own strength. Not only to lead a church, but to lead my family. I need God. And so do you. And so do you. I'm telling you, if you want a spiritual reset, stop making excuses, do something you've never done before and get a different result. I just knew that if we would connect more with God, disconnect from the world, that God would bless us with a powerful, life-giving, presence-filled, faith-filled, joyous, fun, life-giving church. And here we are. Amen. Can I hear better amen out of that, somebody? Amen. And just to share with you honestly we're expecting we are not expecting we are expecting but we are experiencing miracles from God 2021 or 2020 was a miracle from God despite all the chaos guys we started this church with $6,000 in our pocket when we launched our church we had $120,000 then from there we've been a debt-free church we have no debt you guys have invested over $40,000 in 2020 alone to local, national, and international missions. We are the second year of our church, y'all. How is that even possible? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. You guys, 257 people have given their heart to Jesus since we launched this church. 90 of those just happened last year. Because of your generosity and what God's done through 21 days of prayer, you've been able to plant over 100 churches in the past two years, two of them, one of them being in Boise. We were part of that church plant, one of them being in CUNA, and we're getting ready to help plant another church right here. Or excuse me, the other one was uh, Boise, and then yeah, CUNA, and then this one that's coming up is going to be in Eagle. So I, how are we able to do that? 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's because we just made a decision. We're going to Disconnect from the world and we're going to connect to God. And listen, this kind of stuff can happen in your family. It can happen in your life. And there's nothing more that I want for you than to see you experience God's best in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, in your health, in every area. And it starts with a reset. It starts with a spiritual reset. It starts with prayer and fasting. So I've done a lot of talking about this. Now, let me show you some verses as a biblical basis for this. Matthew 9, 14 through 15. Look at this. It says, then John's disciples. This is not the disciple John. This was John the Baptist. And he says, John, the Baptist's disciples came and and they asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples, Jesus, those who are hanging out with you, they don't fast. And Jesus said this, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. So what was Jesus doing here? Jesus was endorsing fasting. Jesus basically said, hey guys, when I leave, my expectation is that you're just gonna fast. This is just something I expect the church to do. Let's look at the historical record of the first church in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse two through three. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and, say this out loud, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So in other words, God is giving them vision of how to reach the world around them through fasting. And that will happen to some of you this year when you are praying and fasting, you're gonna be able to hear God's voice clearer than ever. And it's gonna be amazing some of the things that you're gonna hear him say about your future and what God has in store for you. And it goes on to say, so after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. In other words, Everything that they did in the first church revolved around prayer and fasting. Let me show you one more verse where Paul endorsed fasting. And he was talking about his life here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, is what Paul's telling. He's saying, guys, fasting was a part of my everyday life. And I wanna encourage you to add that to your 2021 to do. Because if you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, it begins with a spiritual reset. It begins with prayer and fasting. So how does it work? That's the big question. How do we approach fasting? Well, before I answer that question, I just think it's important to understand that you, my friends, you are a triune being. What does that mean? It means you are made of three parts. We all have a body. We all have a soul and we all have a spirit and all three body, soul and spirit are connecting to something. Look at this. The body. What does it connect to? It connects to ourselves. Your hunger, your appetite, your lust of the flesh, this me, myself and I, I want, I want to do this. I want to do that. I don't care what it looks like or how it may hurt somebody because it's not going to hurt me because I want it. This 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 perversion of self, if you're dealing with perversion of self, if you're dealing with self gratification, if you're dealing with self in sexual sins, My friends, it might be time to deny your body and to bring your body into submission to connect more to God and to tell your body, I don't think so. I'm connecting to God because our body connects to ourselves. But we also have a soul. What does the soul do? It connects to others. This is our emotions, this is our mind, our will. You know your soul is in control of your life when you allow circumstances to dictate your emotions and your feelings. Let me give you an example. If somebody mentions a political party and you lose it on Facebook or you lose it in your attitude, your soul might just be in control. Am I stepping on some toes this morning? I'm not trying to. I'm trying to give you a reset. 2021 is the best year of your life spiritually. And so if that's the case in your life, maybe fasting media for 21 days might be a good idea to shut your soul up. To bring it into submission so you can connect to God more. Because ultimately, it's your spirit. Look at this one. Your spirit is what connects to God. Remember, Jesus said you have a connection problem. You're unbelieving. You're perverse. You're unbelieving. You're not connected enough to God. You're perverse. You're too connected to the world. The solution is prayer, connecting to God, and fasting. So if your soul's calling the shots, here, this, here's the thing. All three of these are battling for domination in your life. And one is going to outserve the other. So like if your body is in control and it's calling the shots, it's going to say, I want to sleep with who I want to sleep with as many times. And I don't care who it is, what it looks like. I'm I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to feed me. I'm going to feed my lust. I'm going to whether it's alcohol, whatever it might be. You don't need me to tell you what it is. You have a Holy Spirit who will reveal that to you. But if your soul's calling the shots, then that can lead to depression. And that depression can get to the point where it says, body, I don't need you. And that's what leads to suicide. Y'all following what I'm trying to say today? Like all these three, they're all fighting for it to be the strongest. And whatever you feed out of these three will win. If you feed your body the most, it's going to take over. If you feed your soul the most, it's going to take over. But if you feed your spirit, come on. If you allow your spirit to call the shots in your life, you will experience the blessing of God, the peace of God, the love of God, the joy of God, the overflowing, unfailing fulfillment that you'll experience from a relationship with God, and that's why it's so important, everybody. Listen, the bottom line is this. Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Fasting weakens the body, and it weakens the soul at the same time. That's the power of it. And it's beautiful. And so let me get practical for you as I close this message. Here's the practicality. I'm gonna give you three things to encourage you on this spiritual reset of how to approach a biblical fast. How to approach a spiritual reset in your soul that will renew you from the inside out for 2021 to be the best year of your life. Number one, I just wanna encourage you, very simple, set your objective, set your objective. In other words, ask the question, God, Like, uh, what do I wanna experience out of this 21 days? Like, what is it? What one area of my life, if it changed, would be better? What is that, God, what do I wanna experience? And I would just say, whatever that is, write it down, make a plan, and go all in. So set your objective. And listen, if you don't even know where to start, let me give you, I'm going to give you really quick five things that are my objective. Okay, these are little sub points, five resets that I'm declaring for 2021 in my own life. And and you don't have to do these. But if you want to do these, I hope I believe they'll help you. The first one is I'm going to reset my declaration of dependence on God. I'm going to say, God, you know what? I'm going to take time to give you the first part of this year and I'm going to honor you with it, even if I don't. Feel like it? It's not how I feel. Choices lead, feelings follow. I want your blessing, and I'm getting beyond myself. I'm telling my body to shut up. I'm telling, I'm telling my soul to shut up, and I'm going to get close to you so my spirit man takes over and I can experience the blessing in my life. And I'm declaring I can't do life without you. I can't leave this church without you. I can't leave my family without you. I can't leave my son. I can't go to work. I cannot do this life without you. That's what it looks like. Declaring my dependence on God. Secondly, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness. Many of us need to apply this in our life. We just need to ask for forgiveness. And let's just be honest. December is the most self-indulging me, myself, and I time of year, isn't it? We are our worst self, body and soul, in December. We really are. We eat more than we should. We spend more than we should. We get upset more than we should. Y'all, I was so mad the past couple. I'm like, what in the world is happening right now? Why am I so irritated? It's because my body and soul began to have been fed more than my spirit. I'm just being honest. This is what December does to you, even as a pastor it does this, and we need to reset. Go, God, forgive me. Replenish my soul. Renew me, Lord Jesus. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, God. Search me and find no wicked way or any offense in my life. God, forgive me. I come to you. I need you. If you want a spiritual reset in your life, it begins with these things. And I wanna encourage you to do, this is what a reset looks like. If you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, it begins with asking for forgiveness. And here's a third one that I would encourage you to do that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna refocus on the eternal. I'm gonna refocus on the things that matter. I'm basically gonna take time to remind myself that this life is short. Our life is but a vapor, it's but a mist. We're not even promised tomorrow. So I'm gonna make the most of the opportunity I've been given today today to reach people for Christ and to make an eternal difference in people's lives. Number four, I'm gonna invite the presence of God in my life. I'm gonna invite the presence of God in my life. In other words, God, I just wanna be close to you. You wanna know what worship looks like? It's not three songs on a Sunday. Worship is simply with the music off, my heart exposed to you, God. I wanna be with you. I wanna draw close to you because your word said you would draw close to me. And I don't even have words, but I'm just gonna lift my hands and lift my heart and lift my spirit to you want to be close and God says that man a broken and contrite heart he loves he gets close to God is close to those who just get this real this honest and invite him to be a part of their life you want 2021 to be the best year of your life reset this in your life reset the worship here's the fifth one that would be an objective and that is just believe God for answers for specific needs specific prayers get specific answers So just prepare yourself, believe God. If you'll do these things, I'm telling you 2021 will be the best year of your life. So I told you I had three things. The first one was the objective. I gave you some objectives. Here's the second when it comes to a spiritual reset, is just decide what type of fast you will do. Decide the type of fast. In other words, pray, ask God and respond. And on our website, there's several different fasts that we have. We'll just put these on the screen. There's a complete fast. There's a selective fast. There's a soul fast. There's a partial fast. And I'm not gonna have time today to go into every single one of these, but if you'll go to olc.church forward slash 21 days or just go to the website, click on the button that says 21 days, you'll see the description of every one of these fasts. And at the end of the day, don't let this overwhelm you. Just start with something simple. If it's one day, one meal, do that. Don't get religious about this. It's all about drawing close to God in relationship, but I wanna encourage you to at least do something over the next 21 days. And so here's the last one, is when it comes to your reset, here's the third thing that I want you to do, and that is I just want you to expect results. This is important. I want you to expect results. And there's a lot of promises in God's word that, that, that God gives us as a result of fasting. And I'm just gonna give you, really quick, three promises that you'll find from one scripture. This comes out of Isaiah chapter 58, verse eight through nine. I'm gonna close with this scripture And it's beautiful. And by the way, Isaiah 58, verse eight through nine, the entire chapter of Isaiah 58, if we don't have time to read all of it, but the entire chapter is about fasting. And so this is what he says. He said, hey, listen, when you fast, this is what God says to you. Your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. It's a promise of God. For some of you, you're gonna experience healing. You're gonna experience healing in your marriage. Healing in your emotions, healing in your body, in your mind. This is what happens when you fast and you draw close to God and you disconnect from the world. It's a promise, it's healing. But check it out, there's there's more to come. I love this. Second promise when you fast, it says, Then your righteousness will go before you. Let me explain this word, righteousness. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just simply means that your life has been reset in being set apart for God. And your life has been turned towards back on the right track of a relationship with God through Jesus. And I love it says is the glory of the Lord. It'll be your rear guard. In other words, it'll be your protection. So when you fast, you'll experience healing. You'll experience holiness, which is righteousness. It's not perfection. It's not even really purity. It's just this matter of a right standing with God. And here's the third one that you can expect when you fast. And that when you call, or when you call out to God, when you pray, look at this. I love this. It says, The Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and He will say, Here am I. He'll be your healing, your holiness it will be your help when you pray and connect to God, when you fast and disconnect from the world. These are the promises that you and I can experience. And it's my hope for you today. It's our church's hope for you today. That 2021 would be the best year of your life if it's the best year spiritually and we hit the reset button on our soul in connecting with God. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking around. We'll be here just for another moment. Some of you are here today, and you're like, Pastor Beth. man, this is awesome, man. I, I mean, I love this. I'm learning something, but you know, I, I don't even have a relationship with God. I mean, like, shouldn't I start there? And I mean, absolutely. A relationship with God is the most important reset of everything, and I would encourage you, if you're here today, not to leave this service without experiencing the love, the grace that is God's son, his one and only son, His name is Jesus. Listen, salvation isn't going to a church. Salvation isn't a church service. Salvation is simply just surrendering your life to God. And it's as easy as saying a prayer. It's a free gift. You can't do anything for it. You can't earn it. Some of you have tried and you failed miserably. I know I have. And so whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I just want to experience a relationship with God. I want to reset on my soul. I want to give my heart to Christ. Some of you have done that before, but you've walked away because life just got busy. Some of you have never done that, but whoever you are, wherever you are, I'm not going to call you down front. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way, but I honestly would love to know who you are so that I could pray with you today. Would you be so bold? You just say, hey, today, Pastor Red, I want to give my heart to Christ. Would you be so bold just to raise your hand all across the room? Just let me know who I'm talking to. Just be so bold. Just say, hey, you know what, Pastor Red, I want to... I wanna set a spiritual reset on my soul. I wanna give my heart to Christ today. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Whether you raise your hand or you didn't raise your hand, would you say this prayer out loud? Just say, Jesus, I receive what you've done for me. I believe you died and rose again. I believe you paid for my sin. Forgive me, change me. God, come live on the inside of me. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I put my faith and trust in you today. I give you my life. I give you everything in Jesus name. I pray and everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, hang with me for a second. If you made that decision today, that's the most important decision of your entire life. And I want to say congratulations and welcome home. I want to let you know that, like I said, that's the first step in your spiritual journey is coming to know God and singing that prayer. And but there are other steps for you to take and we would love to help you with those steps, but the only way that I can help you with those steps is if I can get some information to you. And the way we do that is simply sending you an email. And so would you be so kind if you made that decision? to pull out that connection card in your worship guide and just mark the box that said, I have decided to follow Christ. Or maybe you made a recommitment to the Lord. Will you mark that box and let us know? Put that in the container at the end of service on your way out today so that that way we can send you an email. If you did not get that card in your worship guide, you can do that online at olc.church. There is a button that says connection card. You can fill out the online connection card as well. And I just wanna draw your attention to this. Guys, we are walking into a season of 21 days of prayer If there is anything in your life, hear me out. Do not miss it. If this is the only thing you walk away with today, if there is something that you're believing God for in your life, heck, if there's something that you're like, I don't even know if God cares about this, but I just like whatever it is that you believe in God for, would you please let us know in that connection card, there is on the bottom a prayer request. Write it down. It's perforated. You can pull it off and drop it in the container. Here's why. Because for 21 days, our prayer team and those who gather, we're going to be praying. We're going to be agreeing. We're going to be praying the promise of God over your life and whatever that need is. And I'm telling you, please don't miss that. Even if you're dealing with some unbelief this morning, like I don't even believe in God, but heck, pray for me that I will. Like whatever it might be, it would be our honor to agree with you and to join with you in prayer in this season. So please, please don't miss the opportunity to fill out a prayer request. And if you're not comfortable with filling that out, you can go online to olc.church and you can hit the prayer request button. And you can let us know that way. And we would love to join with you in prayer. All right, Hey, hey guys, we had some people make decisions for Christ this morning. Can you put our hands together and celebrate? Amen.